Well, we've been in this series and we've been talking about success and this series has been entitled Questioning Success. And so far we talked about what it means to be faithful. We talked about what it means to be fruitful. And today we're going to ask the question, am I fulfilled? Do I feel fulfilled? So if you're getting the feel for these F's that are coming here, faithful, fruitful, fulfilled. And uh, next week we're going to talk a little bit about how we can make God famous. Well, I did a Google image search for successful people, and the results came up pretty much what you would expect. There were a lot of pictures of celebrities when we think about successful people, and then there were a lot of Warren Buffett quotes (laughs) that popped up as well. And then there were lots of people in really nice suits, very nice-looking people in suits. But I also found this, this interesting quote from Bill Gates, and it says this. It says, success is a lousy teacher. It seduces smart people into thinking that they can't lose. Think about that for a minute. Success is a lousy teacher. It seduces smart people into thinking that they can't lose. And this is so true. If you've ever tasted any measure of success and then you failed, you end up kind of pulling back and looking back at what happened and saying to yourself, where did I go wrong? Where did things go wrong for me? And it leaves you in a place where you're trying to figure out why you even worked so hard in the first place, if you're going to end up feeling discouraged, if you're going to end up questioning yourself or questioning the people around you, maybe even questioning your purpose in life. And I believe one of the reasons that you and I, all of us do it, we work so hard to find success is because it's how we're wired. Now, some of you might be wired this way, a little more driven than others in order to find success. But ultimately, each of us has a desire to be successful. If you think about it, every athlete wants to win, right? No athlete goes into a competition thinking, yeah, I don't really care. (laughs) I don't care if we lose or win today. Everybody wants to win. You know, if you're in a career of any kind, you want to take the next step. You want to be, do your best. You want to recognize and, and, and make your, whatever it is that you do, you want to do it the best that you can. And if you're a parent, at the very least, you want at some point down the road for your kids to be able to move out of the basement and be on their own, right? Like at some point in their life, you hope to at least attain that level of success. But what is success? And can, can it be measured tangibly? I think that we all might have our own metrics on how to measure success, whether we view success related to finances or career or family or really anything else for that matter. And it's interesting that while we might think that we're chasing something tangible, when we, whatever our picture of success is, what I believe we're truly craving is a feeling, and that feeling is the feeling of fulfillment. And so this morning, we're going to talk about that feeling. Because the Bible teaches that the feeling of fulfillment that we're searching for so desperately just can't be discovered. It can't be obtained apart from God. The word fulfilled by definition actually means to be made full. And it's only God who can make our lives full. So Jesus talks about this a lot to the point where he tells his followers that this is the very reason why he came. So that we could be fulfilled or so that our lives could be full John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Would you read that with me? Let's read it out loud together. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture, and I'll tell you why. I love this passage of Scripture because Jesus is saying that if you feel like your life is being stolen or killed or destroyed, that's not from me. That's not from me. He said, I came so that you could have a full life, that you could have an abundant life, that your life could feel fulfilling. He doesn't desire for any of us to have an empty life. And if you feel that emptiness in your heart this morning, 
That's not from God. God's desires for, for you are very different. But in order for us to discover that, we're going to have to open our hearts up to God and say, okay, God, maybe I need to learn to find fulfillment and success in a different way than what I've been looking for so far. Jesus has a lot to say about that. Would you open, uh, just let me open with prayer this morning and just ask God to open up our hearts to hear his voice today. Would you pray with me? Father God, we want to hear from you today because we know that you're the source of life. You created us, you designed us, and it's your desire that each of us find fulfillment in the life that you've given us. We want our lives to be full, not empty. So we open up our hearts to you today, and we surrender to your love and to your leadership in our lives. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray, and everybody said, amen, amen. If you haven't taken your outline out, now you can pull it out. It's actually on the same insert that the um, uh, letter from our president of the Alliance that Dan read earlier, it's on that same insert. Just open that one up, and you'll find it in there today. It might help you follow along and take some notes and, and be attentive to how God might speak to you today. So how do we discover a fulfilling life? Well, a fulfilling, fulfilling life is discovered through first faithful and fruitful serving. A fulfilling life is discovered through faithful and fruitful serving. John chapter 15, verses 8 through 11. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Now, these verses are a promise, and there's a reminder from God of a couple of things here that's pretty important. First, the way that we show our love for God is to be faithfully obedient to him with our lives. We talk about this a lot. The way that you and I can demonstrate love for God is for us to obey him. It's the same way kids demonstrate love for their parents, is to be obedient, to follow their lead. That's when we feel like we're loved. God says, the way that you obey, that the way that you love me is through faithfully being obedient with your life. And the second thing is this, when we do that, our lives produce fruit and we're filled with joy. When we're faithfully obedient to God, our lives produce fruit and God brings, uh, fulfills us with his joy. Now, I want you to underline a couple of things here. First of all, underline the first line. It says, when you produce much fruit. Would you underline that? And then down in the middle in verse 10, it says, when you obey my commandments. Would you underline that? And then in verse 11, you can underline this last part. You will be filled with my joy. When you produce much fruit, when you obey my commandments, your life will be fulfilled. Last week, Pastor Joel reminded us that in order to produce fruit, we have to stay connected to the vine, right? We've been looking at John chapter 15 throughout this series, and Jesus says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Now, I don't know how much you know about grapevines, but the grapevine is a prolific plant. The branches of a single vine, they say, can bear thousands of grapes. Thousands of grapes. So in the Old Testament, Grapes symbolized Israel's fruitfulness in doing God's work on the earth. It was a symbol. The, the grape, actually, usually in a cluster, was the symbol of uh, God's people being faithful to him and bearing fruit in their lives through the work um, 
of ministry that they did. And so Jesus' listeners would have probably understood what Jesus meant when he said, I'm the vine and you are the branches. And when you're connected to me, you can bear fruit. They would have understood that way better than you and I even think about that today. And here's why. This is, this is the expectation that they would have known. That if you're a branch and you're connected to Jesus, if your life is connected to Jesus as the vine, you're going to bear a ton of fruit for God. That would have been the image that they would have seen uh, the grapevine as, and they would have seen themselves as a branch. It just would have clicked in. If I'm connected to the vine and I'm a branch, if I'm really connected to him, I'm going to see a lot of fruit in my life, like a lot of fruit in my life. Last weekend, we um, sent a missions team into Harrisburg and partnered with the Hill Church in Harrisburg and Pastor Ricardo. Many of you know Pastor Ricardo. We've partnered um, with the Heart of Harrisburg and the Hill Church for quite some time. But I love hearing the stories of, of people right after they come back from a missions trip. And I got to sit with a few people who were on the trip this past weekend and just listen to how God was at work in them and through them. And uh, one particular story kind of caught me uh, that a number of people told me from a couple different perspectives. And that's that when they were there on Saturday and uh, just loving people and serving them and in a number of different ways, there was a man who came and throughout the course of the day on Saturday, he had interaction with a number of our team members, and people just listened to him and loved him and prayed for him, just showed God's grace to him, and invited him to come back the next day, Sunday morning, for the service that they have there at the Hill Church. And he came back Sunday morning, and he brought his girlfriend along with him, and they were just going through some really challenging times in their relationship and in their lives. And that morning at the end of the service, Pastor Ricardo gave people an opportunity to, to trust Christ at the end of his message. And this man stood up to receive God's grace and God's forgiveness and God's leadership in his life. And this was in huge part as our team got to sit and watch that happen. They knew that they got to be a part of it because they, the previous day, their faithful and fruitful service were part of what demonstrated God's love to this man and opened his heart. Now, if you talk to any of those team members today, which I hope you will, you can see their pictures up there. Um, if you talk to any of them, you'll quickly hear that they felt incredibly fulfilled last weekend because they were able to produce fruit in their lives through their serving. Incredible feeling of fulfillment when they return. Maybe some of you have been on a missions trip, know that feeling. You know what it feels like when you, your life produces fruit and you're used by God. And if you've ever been on a missions trip with Daybreak, you know that lots of time is spent both before the trip and during the trip and after the trip making sure that every branch is connected to the vine. That we're all as a team connected to the vine, dependent on the vine together. Now some of you might be thinking this morning, look, I just can't jump into serving right now because I'm struggling with this sin in my life or I'm feeling depressed lately. I don't feel like I have much to offer. Or maybe you think, I don't spend a whole lot of time with God outside of the time that I'm here at church. So I feel like a dead branch. I want to encourage you. If you feel like, my life's not bearing any fruit right now. I guess if I were honest, I'd have to say, I'm not connected to the vine. I don't feel connected to Jesus. So the idea of me serving, the idea of me uh, finding fulfillment through serving, just seems like a long way off. I want to encourage you. I've felt that way at times in my life. I just felt like there have been times where I haven't felt like I've been connected to the source of life enough that God's love and his life would flow through me and that my serve would really have any impact, no matter what area of service I was in. 
Believe it or not, there are some weeks and mornings where I come in even as a pastor and the idea of, of even putting a smile on my face and greeting, I got to get down on my knees before the Lord and say, Lord, you better do something through me because I'm wiped out today. You know? And when you do that and you reconnect to the vine, God does this awesome thing and his love and his life starts to flow through you and you realize, oh yeah, this isn't about me at all. <laughs> I thought for a minute this was about me. Sorry, Lord, this is not really about me at all. And that happens and God begins to do this new work in you. But I want to give you a different perspective this morning. Taking that step of faith in serving can actually strengthen your connection to the vine. When you take a step of faith to serve, it can actually strengthen your connection to Jesus and your dependence on him. So let me give you an example. When I'm preparing to preach, if it's my weekend to preach, I know that if I step onto this platform on a Sunday morning and I give you everything I have, but that week I wasn't connected to the vine, though it might be interesting and maybe somewhat entertaining, (laughs) I know that I'm not going to bear the kind of fruit that could have the kind of impact that God would want to have on that morning. And it would lack God's supernatural power and, and it won't bear much fruit. But I know that if I show up and that I've spent time, if I spent time that week connecting with the vine and drawing from God's wisdom and his love for me and his love for all of you, I know if that happens, that God just might show up and move super, supernaturally and do something or spur something on in me and in each of you that could just be incredible that could change our lives and help us take next steps with him and help us find lives that are more fulfilled. Wouldn't that be a lot of fun? (laughs) It would. It would. But this much I know, that when I'm connected to the vine, God will bear fruit through my life in ways that otherwise I just can't. I can't. So my ministry is good accountability for me. It's actually a catalyst for me to stay connected to Jesus and stay dependent on him. You might want to write this down. When I serve and I connect to the vine, I produce fruit and my heart is full. When I serve and I connect to the vine, I produce fruit and my heart is full. This is what this passage is telling us from Jesus is the secret to a fulfilled life. When I serve, I step out in faith and I connect to the vine. I produce fruit in my life, and my heart is full. That's different than when I serve and I'm disconnected to the vine, I get tired and my life feels more empty, (laughs) right? That's different. It's totally different. When I serve and I connect to the vine, I produce fruit and my heart is full. I'm fulfilled. Just take a minute and pull out this card that's in your program today. It looks like this. It says Ministry Expo on the top. If you have one of these and you'd pull it out, that would be great. And I don't know if we can do this, um, guys, but for the next couple of minutes, can we turn on the overflow lights? Because I can barely read this in the light up here, and I'm pretty sure there you go. That might help people in the back. Everybody in the back, wake up. <laughs> Sorry. It was starkly looking at me. Yeah, those fluorescents are why we don't keep those lights on on Sunday morning. But just for a few minutes, let's look at this card together. I want you to be able to to see why this is so amazing because serving can actually be accountability for us to stay connected to the vine. Serving can be a catalyst for us to stay connected to Jesus, the source of life. And maybe you have a desire to serve in music or tech tech ministry. Let's go down in this card. Right on the front, down on the, the red there, it says celebrate ministries, creating environments where people experience Jesus' life changing presence. Isn't that awesome? Maybe God's saying, I could be a part of that in one way or another. Look at the ministries that are under there. 
worship band, tech team, visual arts and production, hospitality. Think about it this morning, how we were led in worship so beautifully in those moments. I don't know how God has gifted you, but maybe in some way God's calling you to be part of a a worship band or, or, or the tech team in some way. What a great catalyst as you rehearse and you think about what you're singing and how you're going to step up and draw people like we read up there, creating environments where people can experience Jesus' life-changing presence. What an incredible catalyst if you were a part of that ministry for you to say, I'm going to step out and serve. And when I do it, God, I'm going to connect to the vine and then I'm going to produce fruit and my heart's going to be full. I can guarantee you when the team left the stage this morning, just hearing you all sing and worship God, If they were connected to the vine, they walked off the stage with a full heart. A full heart. It's an awesome, awesome thing. Flip over the, well, even just down lower on that front there, it says hospitality, greeting, coffee, open and close team. Maybe you have a hospitality gift and you you just want to greet people or serve them when they come in in the morning. Make them feel welcome. What great accountability to stay connected to the vine so that you can genuinely welcome people and serve them in God's amazing love. And you're going to produce fruit when you do that. If you connect to the vine, God says your heart's going to be full. So if you think about coming here in here on Sunday morning and you're like, man, I better have something to offer to people today. You connect to the vine. And then God uses you. And you feel fulfilled. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Flip it over on the back for a minute. It says connecting ministries. Maybe you feel called to lead a small group in our church family. There's a whole lot of things on there. But people will sense that they belong through your leadership. And people are going to grow and study scripture and learn from each other's lives. What an amazing catalyst for you as a leader. If you decide, hey, I'm going to take a huge step of faith and I'm going to lead a small group. That week, you're going to have to be prepared and you're going to have to be thinking and praying for those people in your small group. And that's going to be a catalyst for you to connect to the vine. And when you do that and you use your gifting, God's going to produce fruit through your life and you're going to be fulfilled. Your life's not going to feel empty anymore. You can keep going down through it. Look at the contribute ministries. Uh, Helping ordinary people do extraordinary things in the name of Jesus so that all might see, hear, and experience God's love. So many ways that we're turning our ministries outward towards our community this year and opening ourselves up so that God could use us as we produce fruit to bring glory to himself in the lives of other people. People would come and know, come to know Jesus. Maybe you look down through some of those local partnerships and, and ways that we can serve our community or you look down at some of the support for life groups. Maybe you experienced divorce before and you can come back in and help share and be a part of facilitating our divorce care. Maybe you've suffered loss and you could be a part of leading people through grief share or just be there to walk with people through it. You don't have to be a, if you're not gifted in teaching or leading, there's plenty of ways that you can serve by just being present. You look at some of the, the global ministries and opportunities that are there. God could call you And it could be accountability or a catalyst for you to connect to the vine, produce fruit in your life, and feel fulfilled. Some of you feel like, hey, I'm a behind-the-scenes person. And you look at our operations area there, strengthening ministry by providing behind-the-scenes support. Some of you would say, that's me. That's what I do well. And you look at all the opportunities there. And you go into that, not just here to serve, but you go into it saying, God, would you help me connect to you so that when I serve, it produces fruit in my life? And Lord, I feel fulfilled. And these last two, man, these are big. Student ministry and children's ministry. This is, I think this touches the heart of God in a huge way. Because when we take a moment and we, we're Jesus to our kids and to our teenagers, it just changes everything. It changes everything. I love our, our new little byline for children's ministry, our little essence statement. Welcoming kids like Jesus would. Welcoming kids like Jesus would. 
Don't you want to be a part of that in an amazing way? Whether you are a baby hugger, squeezer, if that's you, or whether you want to work with an older group of kids, and this year we're kind of moving into setting them up uh, even more so in small groups on Sunday mornings so everybody feels connected, kids feel like they belong and they matter, and we can pour into their lives on Sunday mornings. You know, we still need about four or five small group leaders uh, for a couple of weeks from now when we start our fall uh, program for kids. Maybe God's prompting you today And he's saying, hey, if you took this step of faith, I know it would be a big risk to lead a group uh, of kids on Sunday mornings. But if you did that, it would help you connect to me. You'd produce fruit in your life. And you're going to feel fulfilled in a way you can't even imagine. Your life is feeling empty right now. I promise you, take a step to invest in kids and do it in God's strength. And he's going to make a huge, it's going to make a huge impact on you. And you have no idea the impact it'll make on them. And I think the same is true with our teenagers. You know, we're in the process. Pastor Matt is is moving on to a next step in life. And so we're in the process of hiring a new student pastor. And I can't think of anything that would be better than if when that student pastor came to daybreak, if we had 50 people, 50 volunteers who said, I'm here to pour, I'm here to come alongside you and pour into our teenagers. I'm here to bless our teenagers. What a great gift. What an awesome thing that would be. And God would use you and you'd produce fruit and you'd feel fulfilled, and your life would be less empty. And here's the problem. We think that when we fill our lives with lots of things for us and lots of things that we want to do in our lives and we're focused on us, we think we're focused on us, and that will bring fulfillment to us. But Jesus says it's exactly opposite of that. When we focus on ourselves, we feel empty, more and more empty. But when we focus our lives on others and when we serve with a full heart, Jesus said that's when you produce fruit that's when you know your purpose. That's when you know your life matters. And I'm going to bring fulfillment to your heart as you do that. You see this grapevine and branch illustration that Jesus uses gives us incredible hope. Jesus didn't mean it to be condemning. He meant it to give hope. When you're connected to the vine, when a branch is connected to the source, he said, when you're connected to me, that connection with me, that dependence on me is going to sustain you and it's going to produce fruit and it's going to make your life full. Your heart will be full. So don't let the feelings of inadequacy keep you from serving because Jesus said, I'm the vine and I will sustain you and I'm going to honor your service through this very real sense of fulfillment that you can't find in life apart from me. John 15 is clear that God loves us and he wants us to remain in his love. It's his love that draws us to him and it's his love flowing through us that will draw others to him as well. God's love will sustain you. And when you and I serve in God's love, we're going to bear fruit and we're going to learn how to love well in life. We're going to learn how to allow his love to come through us. And when God's love comes through you, it teaches you to love in a way that you could never do on your own. And this is where ultimate fulfilling joy comes from, when we learn how to look outside of ourselves and love and serve others well. So if you lack that kind of fulfilling joy in your life, I want to challenge you today to ask yourself, Is there any place in my life right now where I'm faithfully serving God through serving others? Ask yourself, am I connected to the vine? And is my life bearing fruit? Or maybe you're here and you are serving faithfully somewhere, but you're serving without being connected to the vine and you know you're just tired and it's just putting in time. And God's reminding you today, connect with me. It'll make all the difference as you serve. When you and I tap into Christ's love and And the Holy Spirit's fruitfulness, it tends to have this empowering effect on our lives to the point where we're able to do things that we never thought would be possible when we first signed up or when we first volunteered. 
We thought, well, I'm just going to be a background helper person. And then we do it, and God uses us in powerful ways. And all of a sudden, people find themselves leading in ministry or touching lives in ways they never thought they could because we're connected to the vine and the source of life is flowing through us. And when we do that, we might also realize that a fulfilling life is discovered through leaps of faith. A fulfilling life is discovered through leaps of faith. What are some words that come to mind when you think about a fulfilled life? Would somebody just shout a couple things out? You think about a fulfilled life, what comes to mind? Joy. Joy. What else? Good. Peace. Good. Hope. Man, you guys are knocking out the fruit of the Spirit just like that. Way to go. Sometimes I think in our culture, and this is kind of a big thing for us to wrestle with, sometimes though I think we, we often think about comfort when we think about a fulfilling life. Well, if I can just get comfortable enough, then I'll be fulfilled. And I found this picture. Um, there you go. And I thought it was the perfect illustration of what being perfectly content and fulfilled must look like, right? Just look at that picture. There's no better feeling than stretching out on an extra comfy bed with your belly full, not having a care in the world. And so I want to caution you this morning that though most of us would love to trade places uh, with that baby on a lot of days, that there's danger in confusing comfort for fulfillment. Because well, truthfully, this confusion isn't anything new. Uh, even the, the wisest man who ever lived, a guy from the Old Testament named Solomon, he gathered all the comforts around him in life that, that life could offer. He gathered um, money, power, popularity. And in the end, Solomon really didn't like his life very much. Um, he thought that people who were already dead were actually better off than the living. And in his despair, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, which has wisdom in it, but also is pretty discouraging at times when you look at his reflections on life. And I think a lot of us can connect with Solomon in many ways. Solomon actually said in Ecclesiastes, eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow you're going to die. <laughs> like, that was kind of sort of his down and out counsel. And it's like, thank you, Solomon. So, um, but listen, no amount of comfort can keep us from fe feeling unfulfilled in life. You can gather all the comforts around you and still your heart can be completely unfulfilled. No amount of busyness can keep us from feeling despair. And parents, please don't think that a crazy schedule for your kids are gonna bring, is going to bring fulfillment to their lives. We, we get into this thing of believing the, the fuller we can stuff our life, the more fulfilled that we'll be, right? And it's just not true. Jesus knew that this would be a problem for us, so he constantly challenged his followers to trust God by taking leaps of faith in their service to God and in thinking about others instead of in thinking about trying to fill their own lives. So if you've ever laid your head on your pillow at night and you wondered why your life wasn't as full as you had hoped, or if you've ever thought something was missing from your life and you just wished you could find it, I want you to take a look at this passage from the book of Luke. It says this, The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and he sent them ahead in pairs to the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals, and don't stop to greet anyone on the road. So here it is. Imagine you're one of these 72 people that Jesus calls, and he's about to send you out in ministry, and you're there waiting for your marching orders, and he tells you the following. He says, go out to the towns and places because we need workers. I'm um, sending you out as lambs among wolves, so you're probably going to have a rough time. 
Don't take anything too comfortable with you. No money, no traveler's bags, no, not even an extra pair of sandals. Uh, Jesus doesn't really even give them much of a plan to go by. He just basically tells them to do ministry the way that they saw him do it. And you have to think that as Jesus is giving these instructions, these 72 followers have to be looking at each other and thinking, uh, Jesus, don't you have a training class or an employee manual for us or something that we can kind of follow along? But much to their surprise, if you fast forward a couple of verses, they return to Jesus with reports of success. And in Luke ten seven, it says, when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name, when we're connected to the vine. So no comforts, no plan, and yet they still found success. Now, you have to think that Jesus knew how this whole thing was going to play out. So why didn't he let the 72 on the front end know it's going to be okay? Awesome things are going to happen. He doesn't give them any of that. He tells them, look, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves, and it's going to be tough. Don't take anything comfortable with you. And he sends them out. Why do you think Jesus didn't sugarcoat this a little bit more if he knew how it was going to turn out? I think it was because he wanted them to take a leap of faith. He wanted them to have a sense of, God has to show up in this thing or I'm in huge trouble. <laughs> like, that's where he wanted them, their hearts to be. He wanted to send them way out of their comfort zone so they'd learn dependence on him. These 72 took this leap of faith and God did show up. And what a great example for us to follow when God challenges you and I to do the same. So I want to ask you, when's the, t the last time you took a leap of faith like that? When's the last time in your life you did something that says, if God doesn't show up in this, I'm in big trouble. He's pushing me to do this. He's leading me to do this. But if he doesn't show up, man, it's going to be scary. When's the last time you took a leap of faith like that? Jesus sent these 72 disciples into unknown territory with no comforts and no plan. And they took a leap of faith and said, God, I know that you're going to be in this. I know that you're going to work this out. So let's go. So when's the last time you took a leap? When's the last time you went beyond, man, my life's so full. I don't know how I could ever give an hour on Sunday morning to a handful of kids. Maybe that's your leap of faith. Oh, man, I have so little time for myself. I have so little time for me. How could I possibly show up to something 30 minutes early so that I could be a part of serving the other people who come? For me, it was, man, my life is so full and there's, I have so many kids, there's so much going on. How could we ever think of foster care or adoption? How could we even dream of it? We already have four kids. Our bedrooms are full. How could we do that? That was my leap of faith. It can be scary, I know, but that's the point. In spite of all the worry and the fear and the doubt, we have a God who's going to leap with us. And when the disciples returned to Jesus, they had joy. And again, I just want you to put yourself in their shoes. After having completing this, this assignment from Jesus, they run back to him and their joy is overflowing. As they tell him about their mission, this joy came from an obedient leap of faith that God was inviting them to, and he's inviting you to it as well. And I want you to know this this morning. I I know that serving in ministry can be uncomfortable. <laughs> Believe me, I know it. I know that it can be scary. But I don't know if you notice this, but Jesus doesn't really call us to do it alone. First of all, he's with us. Secondly, did you see what he did with the 72 followers? He sent them out in what? In pairs. He sent them out in pairs. If you try to do ministry alone, it's going to be hard. And I want to encourage you this morning to find partnerships in that leap of faith. And we can provide that for you as a church family. Depend on each other as you depend on God 
some of the most meaningful serving experiences in my life have been the ones where I've been able to partner with another person or with a group of people or on a team, and we went and did something together in Jesus' name, and it's powerful. It's powerful when you take a leap together. That's why our short-term missions trips are such powerful experiences, because we take leaps of faith together. At Daybreak, we believe in serving as a team. And if you're going to serve, serve with someone. God works powerfully when we serve alongside of other people. The leaps of faith that we take bring more joy, bring more fulfillment when we do it together. And if you haven't taken a leap of faith or it's been a while since you risked something to serve Jesus, maybe it's time to consider, reconsider this fall what your leap of faith is and who God's calling you to partner with so that you can discover a life that is full and connected to the vine. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I want to thank you this morning. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for prompting our hearts. And Lord, we want to take leaps of faith and obedience to you so that we can strengthen our dependence on you. And we can know you and we can feel your life and your love flowing to us and through us. That we just know we're bearing fruit. Thank you for loving us and knowing what's best for us, God. You know that this is a full life for us when we offer it to you and to others. So often we're working so hard to experience joy and peace and fulfillment. And you say, just connect to me. I'm the vine. And when you connect to me, you're going to bear fruit. You're going to discover what it means to live an abundant, full life. Father, would you use our lives for loving, faithful service to you and to others for your glory. Lord, we want to be faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. And we want to make you famous. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. God wants us to find fulfillment through being a part of his work in this world. He loves to see each of us make our own unique contribution. But here's what I want to encourage you this morning. You're never going to find your unique contribution to God's kingdom unless you just jump in and start serving. You got to just jump in. Look at, listen to how God is prompting your heart and say, I could do that. I could give that a try. And here's the amazing thing. At daybreak, if you get into a ministry somewhere and you're like, oh, I chose wrong. This is not my deal. We'll help you transition. You're not stuck there for life. That's okay. Just got to take a leap, though, and see what God might do. See what he might do. The Bible says that Jesus came as a servant. And he's inviting us to live life to the fullest by making our unique contribution to his work in this world. And so today is our ministry expo. And I'm going to ask if all the lights, everybody brace yourself, if all the lights would come back up again in the worship center. Because I want you to have that card handy. We're inviting you today to take a leap of faith and to see what God wants to do in your life. We're inviting you to serve, to let God grow fruit in your life. We're inviting you to a fulfilled walk with Jesus. So as you take out this card again and you look at it, I'm going to ask that whether you're 13 or 30 or you're 330 years old, it doesn't matter how old you are today. We can all serve and experience the full life that Jesus promises. So if, I'm going to ask that everyone who has a card would fill this out today. And if you don't have a card, you can pick one up uh, when you go out today. They're going to be out at the ministry fair or in the lobby. You can pick up cards. But I'm going to ask that everybody fill out one of these cards. I'll tell you why in a minute. Because outside today as part of our ministry expo, we have, we have tents. And we're going to invite everybody to go out to those tents. And get this, there are signs on the tents that are color-coded to the different ministries on your card. How cool is that, huh? 
Way to go, Leslie. Leslie, where are you in the back? That was all Leslie. Well done. Well, we want to make this as easy as possible for you. And you might not even see a ministry in here that you say, oh, that's totally me. But you might see one of those essence statements under one of those ministries. And you might say, like, I don't know if I could do that, but I'd love to be a part of that. And you can just go out and talk to somebody out there or turn in your card and they'll give you a call this week and they'll talk to you about how God might be calling you to serve. So this is going to be really easy. And I want to let you know if you have kids, the kids ministry is prepared to wait for you today. So they want everybody to go out to the ministry fair first, and then you can go get your kids after that. And the picnic doesn't officially start till 11, so there's no rush on the food. It's going to be okay. We're just going to have a good time as a family today. But here's what I want you to do. Number one, if you're currently serving in a ministry, I'm sorry, if you're not currently serving in a ministry, I want you to fill out the card. I want you to look at all the different opportunities. And then if you need to, I want to encourage you to go out to the tent and ask some questions. Ask where's a good place for you to get started. And if you, uh, but ask some questions and, and take that step of faith today by turning in your card at the appropriate table of the ministry that you're interested in or by talking to someone at that ministry table. The second thing is this. Maybe you're already served in a ministry, but you're interested in serving in another ministry or maybe in a different kind of ministry. Take your card out to the table and someone from that ministry team will be in contact with you and answer any questions that you might have. Now, the third one is big. If you already serve in a ministry and you know you're going to stay in that ministry for this next year, I want you to fill that out on that card and I want you to take it out to that table and I want you to put it down if God has prompted your heart this morning and you say, this is my commitment that for the next year, I'm not only going to do my ministry, but I'm going to do it connected to the vine. I'm committing that I'm going to allow Jesus' love and life to flow through me as I serve this year. I'm all in. Here's my card. You can count on me to serve this year. You can count on me for, to allow God to use my life to serve this church family and bless, bless this community and the world around us. If that's you, you can go ahead and put that on the card as well and take it out to the booth. We're going to give you just a few minutes right now of music playing to fill out your card. You can do that right now. Also, uh, I meant to mention, if any of you have prayer requests, uh, we don't ever want to miss a chance to pray with you or pray for you. So on your response card, your normal response card, you can write any prayer request that you want. Let's take the next few minutes and sit before the Lord, obey what he's asking of us, and show our love to him through our obedience, and then we'll close and worship together.